Hey everyone, welcome back to Coffee Cream and Convo. How y'all doing? Let me tell you guys, we had an episode planned for this week. We've actually had it planned for a few weeks, uh, this week's episode. Yeah. But uh, something came up and uh, we decided that we wanted to talk about that first because we felt that this was a little bit more important. Definitely. I mean, yeah. maybe not more important, but at least a little more relevant at the moment. Yes. And it, it's along the lines of things that we've been discussing lately. Definitely. This just kind of fell in our lap. Mm-hmm. So before we start the episode, I want to pose a question to you all. Hit him with it. What would you do if your kid went missing? I know some of y'all are laughing right now because you know how evil you're going to be to whoever it is that took your kids. Mm. You got all these things lined up. That you would do to that person mm-hmm. or those people. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know a lot of. I haven't met a lot of fathers, at least, who would say I ain't going to do nothing about it. Right. I've definitely never met a mother who said she would never do anything about mm-hmm. her kids coming up missing. Right. You know me. I'm always ready. <laughs> My kid knows that too. If something happens, she knows mom is coming. I, I feel like that's important. Yes. For kids know. They should know that. And uh, the story that we have for you guys today is about a parent. That did just that. Something happened, and he went and got his child. I'll let y'all judge before I interject my my feelings on this. Yes. But this was a good story. This grabbed onto my attention. Yeah. And just kind of worked its way into my anatomy yeah. now. Absolutely. Um. Now I came across this story. I want to say maybe four days ago, something like that, and I shared it to our Facebook group, and the comments were all pretty much the same we all seem to feel feel the same way about it so i figured i'd bring it here and share it with everyone it's a good one it's a good thing for people to be aware of yes so i want to tell you guys about john eisenman so in october of 2020 john learned that his daughter who I, i haven't found her to be named or her exact age given no I, I couldn't find it either um but they said that she was a juvenile so I'm, I'm assuming definitely under 18 yeah that i mean that would explain why they're not releasing the information right so uh she'd been sex trafficked in, in the seattle washington area so i didn't see any details on how or when or how long she'd been taken or missing but according to what i read she was sold into traf- into a trafficking ring for a thousand dollars a thousand dollars somebody took a whole person yep and sold them into sex trafficking for a thousand dollars one thousand dollars now when you sit there in your chair or on your couch and you're like sex trafficking doesn't happen around here mm. you think about that yes thousand dollars that's it a thou wow can lose your kids yes um so somehow i i, I don't know how uh John Eisenman was able to determine that his daughter's boyfriend, a 19-year-old named Aaron Sorensen, was the po- the person that had sold her into this ring. Um, I wish I knew how he found that out, but either way, it was him. And he was able to find his daughter and rescue her within a month. Yeah. Now, if if there's such thing as a hero, I'd say that, that accounts for this guy. Like, yes. I mean, what kind of person are you if mm-hmm. you don't look for your kids so if you're not gonna look you're that scumbag that everybody's like ah oh, you didn't do nothing mm-hmm. and then when you stand up there with the cops everybody's like ah oh, that doesn't do any good the mm-hmm. cops ain't doing nothing this guy didn't go through none of that he went he figured it out yep and he went and rescued his child yep. from this ring there's no details anywhere on how any of that occurred right um i imagine because it's still an open investigation right um but this guy really did 
go and bring back his teenage daughter. He sure did. Uh, and I saw a lot of people made comments like, oh, he's like the real life uh, Taken, you know, the movie Taken. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that that's what it sounds like I mean, to me. Kind of, yeah. I don't know how he infiltrated, who he spoke to, how he went about it. Um, that's pretty interesting that he was able to do that. Absolutely. And um, amazing. One month. You hear about people that go missing and you never find them. Years pass by or whatever the case is. Yeah. And uh, somehow he was able to do it. So either way, um, it's not really clear as to whether or not he found her boyfriend before or after he rescued his daughter. Um, I mean, maybe if he found him first, maybe that's how he was able to find where his daughter was. Right. No idea. Um, but somehow he f- was able to find the boyfriend's whereabouts. They got information from someone somewhere about the boyfriend's where- whereabouts and waited for him at a place in Airway Heights, Washington. That's gangster right there. <laughs> so... The sequence of events about this, the next parts are vague. Um, and again, you don't know because it's an ongoing investigation, how much information the police are sharing, if this is everything or whatever. I don't yeah. know. Um, but based on what I read, they um, John abducted Sorensen, the boyfriend, tied him up, placed him in his trunk, and then hit him over the head with a, a cinder block, stabbed him multiple times, placed him back in the car, and dropped the car off at uh, some remote area in North Spokane County. There's not a lot of stuff out there, Spokane way. Yeah. So I believe that. Is it Spokane or Spokane? I always say. People from around there say Spokane. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like Spokane on paper to me. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, me neither. I've always heard Spokane, Washington. All right. Well, uh, I'll be wrong. <laughs> oh, man, I don't know if you can be wrong. I don't know. I, let me tell you something. This is off, off topic. Here in the Lehigh Valley, we have a, a university, uh, Lafayette, Lafayette College. Okay. Uh, everybody knows it's Lafayette. Right. Everybody says Lafayette. But I went down to Tennessee when I was young, and there's a town spelled the same way. looks just like Lafayette. But you say Lafayette, these people get angry at you. Like, it's not Lafayette. It's Lafayette. Oh. Nobody knows what you're talking about when you say Lafayette down there. Oh. Same word, same spelling, mm-hmm. same application. Mm-hmm. Lafayette. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Spokane, Spokane, whatever the fuck you want to say, I'm in it. It's like caramel and caramel. I guess. Like, I don't know how you dispute. Never mind. Never mind. I'm not getting into the, <laughs> okay. the caramel thing. All right. <laughs> That's neither here nor there. So anyway, um, so abandons the car and uh, it wasn't until last month, pretty much a year later, that the car was recovered. So according to the police, a third party who hasn't been named and the police say had no involvement in this is- in this situation took the car from the remote area and drove it back into Spokane. Um, the police say that that person was not aware that there was a body in the trunk, in the trunk of the car. I could, I could see that. Yeah. Like the car has been sitting there for a year. It probably doesn't stink so bad anymore. Guess I mean, not. no more than you would expect a car that's been sitting there. I mean, this guy right. probably seen it sitting in the middle of nowhere over and over again through right. that, that year period. Right. And just decided, eh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take it. Fuck it. Well, I mean, shit. Anyway, uh, so apparently there were some people rummaging through the car, and that's how they found Sorensen in the trunk, obviously deceased, with his wrists and ankles tied and taped over his mouth. Taped over his mouth. Yeah. Um, they said that whoever had stolen it from that remote area brought it right into town and parked mm-hmm. it somewhere. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> how ghetto is this? Mm-hmm. When people realized that there was an abandoned car there, instead of reporting it, they started to pillage it rummage through it that's and these folks had the audacity to then call the police and report uh, a funny smell Mm -hmm. coming from the car Mm -hmm. uh 
maybe it was your t-shirt you shouldn't have been rubbing around oh. running, rubbing it around in that guy's car but anyway they did they found the guy yep. they found the car yep they uh it was registered to um eisenman's partner's name okay uh i forget her name off off top mm-hmm. they don't really speak about her much i don't know if it's his wife or his girlfriend or whatever um but the car was in her name mm-hmm. and when they called them about it they uh Eisenman had said he reported the car stolen over a year ago. Mm-hmm. So now he's denying any knowledge of anything going on with that car from that one year point. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, the cops do what cops do. They're they're checking things out and uh, trying to come up with other leads. And they just, they, I mean, they identify uh, Sorensen. And now it's really looking like this guy must have had something to do with this. Right. And he's still denying it. No, I don't know anything about this. You know, happy to have my daughter home. That car was stolen, all this stuff. But then a neighbor. I only found this in one one spot. Uh, it might have been in the New York Post. Okay. But don't hold me to that. I, I read a lot of articles searching for stuff. Yeah. Only the one talked about uh, one of uh, Eisenman's neighbors called the police and let them know that he had confessed to them that he killed someone. Uh, it doesn't say how much detail the guy went into, just that he had killed someone and put them in the trunk of his car. Wait, wait, hold on. So, <laughs> let me understand. Is this, wait a second. So he, after he recovers his daughter and kills the guy off and all that stuff, he confesses to somebody, a random yeah, person. Yeah, he tells one of his neighbors, probably a close friend or whatever, somebody he thought was a friend, which okay. is always a mistake. Right. To all of you out there, don't confess anything to anybody, not even your wife. Oh, dear. No, no murders. Confess if you're cheating, scumbag. Oh, dear. Oh. But, uh, <laughs> If you murder somebody, don't tell anybody. But oh, oh, we'll we'll talk. We'll get into that in a bit. But but continue. Sorry. Oh yeah. So you know the cops confront uh, Eisenman with all this stuff, and my man confessed, gave him the whole story about how he found out this guy sold his daughter into the sex trafficking ring that he rescued her from. Right. And as a father, he just he had to do this. So you think that if he hadn't told the neighbor, he wouldn't have been caught? I think it would have been harder for them. I don't know that he would have confessed. Okay. The way that he did. I, I can't say. Okay. And, and, you know, it's all still new. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, this is only it's only been a few days since yeah. they got there. It's been less than a week Yep. since this guy was arrested and charged. Well, he's been charged with a first degree murder and has a bail of a million dollars. That's crazy to me. I get it. He killed somebody. Yes. But there's there's got to be underlying circumstances. If a cop shoots somebody, you look at those underlying circumstances, right? Of course. That guy doesn't lose his job. That black dude was carrying a pack of cigarettes that could have been a nine millimeter. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. But now this guy goes and does what the police aren't doing. Obviously, they weren't doing anything because he found the guy first and the guy was missing for a year without them having say, saying anything. Now, two, I have two, two issues with this thing. Not even issues. First of all, they arrest this guy for, for murdering this man. But what are they doing about the, the, the sex trafficking ring? What is being done about that? My question exactly. Are they are they looking for the people who were involved in this situation, or is it just that he's wrong because he killed a guy? I don't. Which I don't wanna, one is it? Yeah, I don't want to crap all over the the police in in Washington for this because we don't know what's going on. Maybe they're looking into into it. Maybe they just weren't doing it fast enough, or they don't have enough information or something. But whatever it is, clearly it's not enough. Right. And now they're putting it on this guy because he did their job for them. Right. That that that's that's troublesome to me, and I'd really like to know what it is that they're doing about the ring of itself. But with regards to John Eisenman and this situation, I don't give a fuck. I'm sorry, I don't 
feel like this should be held against him. He did what a father is supposed to do. He saved his child. He absolutely did. I cannot look at this case and be like, oh, that was really messed up. You shouldn't have done anything. No, because if it was my kid, I'm fucking coming. I tell my child that all the time. And you know that when stuff happens, she looks to me immediately because she knows I'm I'm coming to raise some hell. The day, there was a day, um, when was this? This was probably two years ago, three Mm. years ago, maybe. Some kid brought a pocket knife to school and pulled it out in front of her. And the school didn't call me. And the first thing she did as soon as she got off the bus that day was come to me telling me about what happened. Yeah. I fucking, I was, first of all, furious because they didn't call me. Secondly, furious because that happened to her in school. Yeah. And I took my ass to that school the following, because it was a Friday it happened, the following Monday. And they were copping all kinds of pleas and all kinds of excuses. But when something happens to my kid, I'm coming, I'm raising, I'm raising hell. I'm going to be that angry black woman. I don't give a fuck. If something happened to my child and somebody snatched up my child and I knew where to find that person, I'm coming. Yo, you're going to get something. You'll be lucky. I'm if they coming. Find that is crazy. So I don't see, I see him doing the thing that a father is supposed to do. Protect your child. And that's what he did. Man, I would have done some shit like that. Just having known what this guy did. It doesn't even have to be my child. Mm. Somebody like that doesn't deserve to live. No. They just no. don't. I don't care what your opinion is on capital punishment. Or if you think this guy shouldn't have killed him, maybe you're a better person than I am, but I'm comfortable with, with who I am and my sense of justice. And in this case, this guy got exactly what he deserved. My man bust a cinder block over his head yep. and stabbed him mad times. Yep. Made him suffer for what he did. Yep. I, I, I don't see, I can't see anything wrong with that. I remember, uh, this is years ago, and I think I told you this story recently, about a woman who her son was molested by a man. I don't remember if it was her boyfriend or her neighbor or something, but it was someone mm-hmm. that she knew. Yeah. And he it went to court. I don't remember whether he was found guilty or not. But on the day, uh, one of the days that um, one of the last days of the trial, that lady went to court and shot his ass. Yeah. You see that. You see that sometimes. She There's shot one, him. I think it was in the, the mid or late 80s. There was mm-hmm. another guy. His son had been being molested by like his coach or his martial arts teacher or mm-hmm. something like that. And a uh, guy couldn't get to him. So what he do? He waited in the courtroom, or the courthouse rather. Mm-hmm. Uh, made like he was making a call on one of the pay phones on the bank. And as this guy walked through, he pulled out his little pistol and shot him right in the back of his head. I'm not, I'm not justifying murder. I'm not saying anything like that. But I really feel like when it comes to our children, we need to protect them. We need to protect our children. And, you know... There's therapy and there's this and there's that. But who wants their child to go through that level of trauma? We do not know what happened to John Eisenman's daughter during that For time real. that she was in that trafficking ring. We do not know what happened to her. Think think about think about your your kids, boy, girl, whatever. Your your own children. Mm-hmm. Somebody takes them. Say three people gang rape them. 15, 16 years old, eight years old. Doesn't matter. That kid just got gang raped by people. Because somebody wanted to earn that thousand dollars. Yep. They're not gonna be able to fix that. Yeah. That kid's gonna be messed up as an adult. Yep. It's never going to go away. That's that's a trauma. That's a a, a lifelong trauma that that child will always go through. And one bit of peace of mind that 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 uh, Eisenman's daughter has is that the person that put her in that is no longer here. Exactly. And that's sometimes that's all the comfort someone needs to be able to heal and move on. You know, 
I don't know, you guys, I'm, I'm very interested in hearing other people's opinion about this situation. Um, I know that there are people who will not agree, and that's okay. Absolutely but okay. From the protective mama bear stance, I'm speaking from mama bear. Mama bear's raising hell. I would be raising hell if it was my child. I feel like this Aaron Sorensen guy got off easy. Do you? He got beat up a little bit. He got stabbed up. He got murdered. <laughs> But, I mean, he deserved it in my eyes. He deserved that. Mm. But he got off easy. Because I, I feel like, you know, a couple of years in prison, himself getting raped would have probably been a better outcome. See, but I understand <laughs> where the father's coming from. I'm laughing. I'd have murked that fool, too. I'm laughing at what you're saying. But I also remember that you and I had a conversation before about capital punishment. And you were saying, uh, did you, I think you told me that you didn't, that you agreed with it. But I told you that punishment. I feel... Yeah, but I told you that I felt that people should sit in jail. Some people need to rot, sit there, and suffer for a while. So it's funny that your 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 opinion about that changes with this. Oh, no. I still think the guy should have been murdered. Like, I feel like Eisenman yeah. did the exact right thing. Okay. He did what I feel like I would have done because I don't trust the system at all. I've mm -hmm. gotten away with things I shouldn't have gotten away with. Uh -huh. I've seen lots of other people get away with things mm -hmm. that they should not get away with. Mm -hmm. Worse things than I've ever done. I've been called for. I'm not touching that one. I'm staying. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to stay away from that. Either way, I still stay in the same mm -hmm. capital punishment. Okay. I don't feel like the people should have to pay for you to be in prison for the next 40 years. Mm -hmm. You should sit there on death row. And just like they do in, I think it's Japan, when you're on death row, they don't tell you when you're going to die. They just put you there and you wake up every single day wondering if today's the day. Because when it's time, they come and they get you. That's it. There's mm -hmm. no notice. You sit there wondering every day. If this is the time right. when you wake up in the morning, you don't know if you're going to get killed this afternoon. Right. I feel like that kind of thing is, is a healthy punishment, but not for 40 years. <sighs> Another thing you said, um, you were saying that uh, the, the, he shouldn't have told his neighbor or told anyone. Absolutely. I feel like at the least he should have told his daughter, which I'm, I, I feel like if he told his neighbor, I'm sure he told his wife and yeah, I mean, his daughter. I feel like within... I feel like they were the people that needed to know. Not necessarily the neighbor. You know what I mean? The loose lips don't just leak to one person. I know. This guy told his neighbor. He probably told a few people. Uh, yeah, that's what it sounds like to me. Um, I mean, because maybe he was proud of it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that I'd be proud, but I'd be proud of myself for having done something. Well, I feel like, I, I like I said, I can't hold that against him and 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 say that he was wrong for what he did. I, I don't agree that he was wrong. I, I feel like he did what a father is to do. And maybe, so, I don't know. <laughs> I, I feel like he did right. That's that's just what it comes down to for me. I don't I don't I don't hold that against him. And it actually really bothers me that he would be put in jail for doing the right thing by his family. So. John Eisenman's family is uh, attempting to raise money for legal fees, and they can be found on GiveSendGo.com. And um, I just want to read a little bit of what they have written on here. Um, so it says, let's band together as a community and help raise bond and legal fees for John B. Eisenman, age 60, the father who rescued his daughter after being sold to a Seattle trafficking ring. His father did the unthinkable for some of us to save to save his little girl from an unspeakable life that caused long-term scars and years of emotional damage. He did what most, most of us as parents would do or think about doing in a situation like this. Prior to this, he had no violent offenses. 
Many are calling him a hero. I would like to do all we can as a community to help him be a free man and have his day in court to defend his honor and the honor of his daughter. Um, his This page was created by Eisenman's stepdaughter. Again, no information given about the daughter that was taken into this trafficking ring. Right. But like I said, as a parent, it's very hard for me to, to read a case like this and see someone going to jail for something that I feel like a parent should do. Absolutely. What kind of parent are you if you just sit there like, well, the cops said they couldn't do nothing. So, I mean, at I, least we got her back. It's 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 tough. I understand. Um, yeah, you want to follow the law and you want to do this and you want to do that. But a parent is their child's number one defender. And you want your kid to know I'm coming to save you. That's what children are supposed to have that. Absolutely. And so I feel and it's my opinion, and I can speak for Tommy because clearly it's his too, that Mr. Eisenman did what he was supposed to do as a parent, as a father. For real. Let me so, let me add this. Mm-hmm. He killed this kid when he was 59 years old. Yes. This is a guy that's almost 40 years younger than him. Mm-hmm. Obviously involved with some bad people. This guy had zero fucks. He showed up. He, he put the kid in a fucking car, tied him up, busted him with the block, stabbed him up until he was dead. At 59 years old. Mm-hmm. Even if this guy gets a life sentence, he's got maybe 20 years. I feel like if that were me, and I don't care what it is. If my child, it's my child. I wanted her to be here. I went through hell to get my kid here. If something happened and she needed me, and it ended up, it, it became a situation where I ended up in jail, I would happily sit in jail to save my child's life Word. if she needed to. If somebody did some shit like that to my kid, and I fucking killed him or whatever the case is, I had to sit in jail, I'm sitting there, chilling. Because I, I know you. I did what I was supposed to do. You know, I got, I got a good, good example of this. Okay. You know, with, with Tommy's shit childhood. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, yes. Tommy's shit childhood. Uh, oh, go ahead. My father barely even liked us. Like, the whole family. He barely even liked us. Mm-hmm. But there was an, an incident where uh, one of our neighbors, we our family and this family didn't get along well. Okay. Uh, they're always yelling back and forth, uh, taking each other to court, you know, civil court for stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so one day, I'm outside and playing in the driveway, and this dude... Uh, comes up and he he he's trying to squeeze by me and I'm being a jerk out uh, you know a jerk off nine year old I'm not moving this is my driveway I'm playing you're not supposed to be here my parents don't like you fuck off mm-hmm. so he tries to squeeze by me and when he does the side of his jeans scrapes my face and left a red mark mm. my mother seen this from the kitchen window swore up and down to my father that this dude just kicked me in the face wow so I'm telling my father nah he didn't kick me in the face I didn't move his leg brushed against my face. My father wasn't having it. He went straight to the house. He's trying to kick in the door. He's about to shoot this fucking cocksucker wow. for kicking his kid in the face. He didn't care if it was just an incidental scrape because I was being the asshole. Mm-hmm. Even somebody who doesn't like their kids defends their kids like that. Mm-hmm. I hear you. That's that's interesting because all the stories you tell about your father, which as an aside, I've realized that um, and I've gotten a lot of uh, responses from people about the stories that you tell. Mm-hmm. Um I'll have to share it with you and then see if we can talk about it on air. Um, but there's a lot of people that are really interested in a lot of the things that you talk about. And it does resonate with a lot of people that went through things that are similar to what you went through. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, it's interesting to hear that about your father. But um, I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. That's all right. We were, <laughs> we were just talking about how this old ass dude went ahead and worked this young ass dude. We're doing some shit he shouldn't have done. 
I just feel like as a as a parent, I, I just keep saying that over and over again. As a parent, yeah, those are the things you're supposed to protect your child. I'm not saying that every parent is going to go and 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 do whatever it was he did. However, it was that he was able to find his child and 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 you know essentially murder the man after yeah. or before or however it fell into places. I have no idea the sequence of events. Um, but it's our job as parents to protect your child in in whatever way you need to. Right or wrong, you brought your kid here. You're supposed to take care of your child. You're supposed to protect your child. Your kid is supposed to be safe, feel safe with you. For real. And even when you're not there, the child should be able to feel safe knowing yes, that you're somewhere. Exactly. And that that's always my thing with my kid. You're away. You're doing whatever you have to do. But you know something happens. Mom's coming. No matter what. Mom is coming. I'll tell you this. Eisenman's daughter, she doesn't worry about that. Right. This guy came, busted her out of whatever situation she was in. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and here's another thing. They charge this guy with first degree murder. Mm-hmm. Like full hard on for this fucking guy. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't believe that he should have killed the guy, you can't hit him with first degree murder. Because when you go crazy, you crazy. Hmm. I feel like this is manslaughter at worst if they're going to charge him with a crime at all. Because with a crime of passion, you walk in on your wife fucking some dude and you kill her. All right, you're going to get a lesser charge. You're not getting first degree murder because you're going to tell them that you were so excited. Your your brain wasn't where it was supposed to be. The court's going to believe it. The doctors are going to support it. And you're going to get a lesser charge. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me that this guy wasn't still feeling that way a year after he killed this guy. Fuck yeah. Because he's still watching. It, he got his daughter back. Yes. Before or after the murder? Irrelevant. If he did it before the murder, then he murdered that guy to get to his kid. If he did it after the, uh, he got her back? then it, he's he's still got to look at this daughter every day and everything she goes through. Mm-hmm. Every memory that comes up in that kid's face when he's looking at her. Every time he hears her sobbing into her pillow at night. Yes. Every morning he yes. gets up and sees Talk she didn't it. sleep a wink last Talk night. Talk about it. This yes. guy's going fucking nuts. Absolutely. What can I do? Absolutely. What can I do to make her feel better? What can I do to give her just the little bit of relief that Absolutely. she needs? Absolutely. And he went out. He figured it the fuck out. And he did what he had to do. It might not have been the right way. But That's he not did murder. something to help her. Because we're supposed to be the problem. That's the other thing. Parents are the problem solvers. Exactly. That's what he wanted to do. To give her peace of mind. I can't fault that. I, I can't. I, there's no way for me to look at this situation and be like, nah, he was wrong. I can't. I, I don't know how. I try to. You know me. I weigh things over. I, I toss things over. I try to look at it from different perspectives. No matter how I look at that. I cannot look at that and be like, oh, he was wrong. You hurt somebody's kids, you might die. Yeah. That I feel like that's fair. Mm. It's a hell of a lot more fair than if you hurt somebody's kids, you might go to prison for a little while. Maybe. Fuck that. That doesn't scare anybody. Maybe going to prison doesn't stop people from selling drugs. Maybe going to prison doesn't stop child molesters from raping kids. Yeah. Maybe going to prison doesn't scare criminals. Hmm. That's and that's the problem. We did the whole episode about human trafficking, which if anybody who's interested in, please go back and take a listen to that. And the statistics of the children that are, are, are being trafficked throughout in, in, in the entire world. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. These rings are still going on. There's nothing that's being done that's putting any fear into these people. They're still doing what they're doing. They're still snatching the kids up off the street. They're still selling them here, taking them there, doing whatever. There's no stopping it. Nope. This man no, probably knew that and decided he wasn't going to let that be his kid. You know what stops people like that? What? Murder. Mm. You murder a man, he can't do shit to you anymore. 
And that's what he did to give his daughter peace. Absolutely. And probably peace to all those other parents who didn't lose their kids to this same jerk off trying to make a thousand dollars ahead on it. I really like to sit down and, and, and look a little bit more deeply to see if there's anything about the ring that um, his daughter was involved in. Cause I didn't see anything. No, they're real um, tight with the, the details right now. Yeah. I don't know if maybe in the next couple of weeks there'll be more information. I'm going to keep looking into it um, and bring back bring it back to you guys with whatever information that I find about it uh, and about his case. As of uh, right now, it looks like his family has raised $52,000 of the 100000 that they're looking for for his legal fees. Yeah, that's not bad. No. Um, again, anyone who's interested in donating, give, send, go. And search in John Eisenman, E-I-S-E-N-M-A-N. Give what you can. If you can donate, if you're willing to donate, feel free. I'm sure they're looking for help. Yeah, they'll appreciate it, along with every child who, who ends up not being taken by this guy. And I can't express how important that is enough. Mm-hmm. Because he didn't just kill the guy who took his kid. He killed a guy who probably took other people's kids. Yes. yes. How, how many people around Seattle got abducted? How many people from Spokane got abducted mm-hmm. because of this one guy? Mm-hmm. This this isn't the kind of thing you do one time. Yeah, and, that, and that's interesting, too, because how did he know? Like, what what happened that got him involved in that? The, yeah. Sorensen, I mean. I'm, I'm interested in, in hearing about that. What level of involvement did he have? Did he seek the daughter out? for that purpose right. solely well how did that how did that play out or did it maybe just happen across him right and he I'm, took advantage of the situation right doesn't make him less of a scumbag no he's a piece of shit uh i did see one picture of the kid Sorensen. yeah uh, uh he looked like he was ganged up he looked like one of those dudes that you walk up to on the street and he tries to give you a hard time about some shit see i didn't I'm not... just the kind of guy that you want to slap in the fucking mouth <gasps> I did not look him up at all. I was not interested. I didn't, didn't look him up specifically because I don't care. He's dead. He got what he deserved as part of the, the story in my head is over now. Mm-hmm. But uh, they had a picture of the guy's face uh, uh, up next to Eisenman in the one article I read. I see a picture. I just Googled him. Uh, mm. He's wearing a blue bandana. Yeah, that's the one that I seen. Oh, okay. Yep. Mm. He's got that fake fucking tough guy look on his face. <clears throat> uh, no comment. Man. No comment. It's all right. I'm making all the comments. I know you are. Slap the shit out that little bitch. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Anyway, guys, uh, just want to put that back on you again. What would you do if your kid went missing? Yeah, imagine. Imagine it's your kid. That's 10 old. years old, 15 years old, even 17 years old. Mm-hmm. Your, your daughter, your son. 17 come years up missing. old. If I, I, I'm damn near 40. Mm-hmm. If I went missing, you know my parents, they out there raising hell. For real. I'm a whole grown woman. Yeah. They will be out there raising hell. Because of their parents. Right. That's what parents do. Right. They raise hell. They yes. defend their kids. They yes. fight to the death. They, yes. they don't give the fuck up. Right. I feel like this guy did everything right. Yeah. And I, I know there's plenty of people out there who don't think he should have killed this guy and that he should go to prison for it. But to me, y'all are wrong. Mm-hmm. This guy, if he, if this guy didn't uh, kill Sorensen, what's to say Sorensen would have been put in prison? Right. Obviously, they haven't been looking for him too hard or they'd have figured out he was a missing person a year before he was found. Well, apparently he was reported missing. Um... It seems that his his family reported him missing a few days after um, after he was murdered or snatched up or however I, I don't know. Okay. Again, sequence of events I are didn't not come clear. That. Yeah. Um. But I don't know how deep the investigation went. Obviously, not very deep. If you know, a year later, they found him in the car. You know, I, I don't know. It's a it's a lot. It's a, there's so much to they, unpack. They damn sure weren't looking for him for this sex ring. 
sex no, trafficking ring. That's the thing that I, again, I keep coming back to that because I don't know how, what's being done about that aspect of it. Yeah. Okay. So he killed this guy because the guy sold his kid. Okay. So you guys are just going to focus on that part or are you focusing on the whole fucking sex ring part? Because that to me is the bigger issue here. Yeah, to me too. And I feel like that's one of those things that is just going to, it's going to have to be fought out in court because you can believe that the state is going to push for that first degree murder because God damn it, he broke the law. I don't, but Eisenman's team should be pushing that whole agenda of this guy sold my daughter yes, into a sex trafficking yes. ring. Yes. And then what does that do? What does that prove? If he gets charged with, if he, if he, you know, gets sent to jail for this first degree charge, what does that show the sex rings? That it's okay. That it's okay. No one's going to come mm-hmm. and, and, and break them up. Yep. The only thing they have to worry about now is the same thing they worried about before Sorensen ended up dead, which is nothing. Nothing. Because clearly the police can't get it done. <sighs> this really, this was, this was something for me when I read this. It, it really was. It really bothered me on so many levels. And it still does to think about it. Um, I support, I support Eisenman 100%. I do too. And, you know, I, I realize that he's a, an old white male and, and there's going to be a lot of people looking at this like, oh, well, if a, a brown person did it, there wouldn't even be a question. But let me tell you, at least in my opinion, that is not correct. There are those those people full of hate uh, who are going to shit on anybody they can to push their agenda. Mm-hmm. But I just I don't feel that way. This guy, no matter what his background is, didn't do anything wrong in my eyes. All right. Same. Same. I don't I don't want to hear anything else about free pedophile R. Kelly's ass Fuck R. before Kelly. Eisenman gets freed for this. This was justice. People want to see that guy out on the street, even though he he hurt all those young girls, damaged them for life. Yep. But this guy does this one thing to save countless other people. Yep. No one knows for sure how many people he saved by doing this. Yep. We don't even know if his daughter was the only one he got out of the sex trafficking right. ring. Absolutely. All we know is that he got her out and he killed this guy. To me, that's not a crime. That man is a hero. That's the other thing, too, because there's there's so many. And you mentioned R. Kelly. And I'm kind of glad you brought that up. We've touched on it on one episode. But there are so many people that are supporting R. Kelly and still saying that he's been railroaded. And I don't understand how. Yeah, I don't know. How? If it's if there's so many, there's so much information out there. There's that Netflix documentary, uh, Surviving R. Kelly, which I couldn't even get through that because that was just awful, just absolutely awful. Um, not awful, like in in terms of like content, just in terms of yeah, the stories it's these hard women to watch. are telling. Yes. Um, how can you support somebody that is 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 violating children? Oh, because he's fucking famous. I don't give a fuck. These motherfuckers really like the Ignition remix. Listen, I so like the Ignition R- R- remix Kelly back in the day. Free, but do what he wants. Let me tell you, R. Kelly came up on my playlist on my radio on my uh, Amazon Music app the other day. Yeah, and that shit got a thumbs down. I'm not. Mm-mm. We not streaming no, R. Kelly around I ain't here. Making that guy a no. single cent. Fuck no, no. Not that I ever really did before. No, we're not. I'm not supporting that. I'm not supporting that. I'm not supporting violation of of young people. You're traumatizing these people for life. I'm not supporting any of that. Life. Yes. Molestation doesn't go away no. when the molester does. No, it does not. Man, I grew up with people who were being molested when we were kids, and they are fucked up today. Y'all think I'm fucked up. <laughs> Man. There's certain traumas that you carry for life. You can't get over something like that. I'm not. Especially I, when it happens as a child. Mm, your, your entire development 
your, your persona, your brain, everything you think, the way you think, the way you act, the way you receive things and yeah. perceive yep. things is affected. That yep. grows around that trauma. Yep. The trauma doesn't go away. Yep. It creates a tumor that turns into a cancer and lives with you, lives from you, lives off of you for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. The way that uh, that molestation, it manifests in different ways in different people as they get older. Absolutely. And it might look on the surface like, oh, that person is uh, hypersexual. Or, you know, they're a prude or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. But that that's all from the trauma that they experienced as a child. Do you want your child to be traumatized? That's what I thought about when I when I read this article. He didn't want that trauma for his child. He tried, He did his best to save her from whatever she experienced. And like I said, we don't know how long she had been caught up in this ring. It could right. have been a few years. It could have been a few days. I have no idea. But however long it was was too goddamn it long it was too absolutely see you took the words right out of my mouth it well, was I'm too sorry. long no no <laughs> <laughs> i'll give them back if you want no no keep it it's all good all right good it's already in my pocket no no problem i figured you just share it with everyone kind of did <laughs> <sighs> anyway guys thank you for listening to this week's episode yeah thanks a lot check it out for yourselves yeah uh, you come up with new details let us know if please we uh, when we come up with it we'll share it with y'all uh, uh, we have it posted, shared in the um, Facebook group, uh, Dead Savage on Facebook. So I'm going to share some of the information about him on the Coffee Cream and Convo Instagram page. If you have any other details that you'd like to share, you can contact us there, there or send us an email at coffeecreamandconvo at yahoo.com. And, uh... Oh, before I forget, we will be off next week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Don't forget about that. I almost Don't let people know. Let them know. <laughs> we're letting them know so much today. Let them know. Uh, we're, we're taking a little uh, vacation. Not vacation, because it's not bay. Uh, I, I think when you get married, you disclude bay from any title. I never... Uh, included bay really yeah anyway. me neither anyway. i don't i don't go around calling people a dutch pile of shit so. anyway uh <laughs> we're taking a little bit of taking a little break it's been a busy couple of weeks and absolutely we just want to take some time to recharge only getting busier yes uh with all the things we have going on in the background that we're working on it's been busy um working on a lot of stuff for you guys and uh details to come soon yeah, I mean, as soon as we get it. <laughs> I mean, we have it. It's just to, you know, compile it and release it. Anyway. So yeah, as soon as we get it. <laughs> oh god. So yeah, we just we're just taking a little taking a little a little break, a little hiatus, and uh, and keep up with us on uh, our coffee cream and convo Instagram. Share a couple of you know what we'll be up to that that next weekend. And uh, oh, definitely do go check that out. Before I forget, also I want to talk about it real quick. Bacon Fest. Oh, Bacon Fest. <laughs> we went to Bacon Fest yesterday, and that was a good time. And that was fun. Um, we had bacon everything. Yes, we had bacon everything. <laughs> uh, I had a we had chocolate covered bacon. We had I had a bacon old fashioned. Yeah. Yep. Uh, what was the thing you had? I had one of those two. Uh, yeah. I had the old fashioned. Oh, I had a bacon bloody bacon mary. Bacon bloody mary. We had pierogies with bacon and cheese with some kind of delicious cheese stuff on the Yo, on that the shit top. was fire. Yes. Uh, oh oh oh! They had a check this out. People who ain't from around <laughs> Jersey ain't gonna know what the fuck this is maybe, but they had a truck 
Like, uh, there's all kinds of food trucks, but they had one that did just pork roll and shit with pork roll. Okay, so first of all, I did not know pork roll until I came to this area. You yeah, actually introduced, the, introduced me to it. I'm telling you. Um, good shit. You're missing out. Some of y'all might call it Taylor Ham. You're wrong, but that's what you might call it. <laughs> hmm. uh, that shit is pork roll. Um, th- there's a big fight. I'm on that side of it. I'm on the pork roll side. Uh, uh, right across the bridge from Easton where they have Bacon Fest. Uh, what, a couple weeks ago? Two weeks? Three weeks? Maybe a month? Mm. Uh, they have pork roll palooza yes that was something we're talking about going to next year we're gonna it's it was in october we didn't look into it till a few days ago i think yeah yeah right before bacon fest yeah because i remembered that oh yeah they have uh the equivalent for pork roll in yeah in so next year we're gonna do that yeah definitely next year we'll do that we'll probably do bacon fest again because um, <laughs> you know bacon hey i've gone a few <sighs> times now since they started doing it and it's not old yet so I, I, well Oh, anyway, the guy with the pork roll. Pork truck. roll, yes, tell the pork roll story. Uh, one of the best pork roll egg and cheese sandwiches I've ever had. Delicious, made right there. It was awesome. Now I gotta tell For you, for me that was better than the bacon, and <laughs> I can't even explain why. Okay, so New Yorker, born and bred. I say mm-hmm. this all the time. I am New Yorker, and there will never be anything better than a New York bacon egg and cheese. However, however, pork roll egg and cheese is good. I feel like that's only because New York doesn't have pork roll. I don't know whether New York has pork roll because I've don't. never asked for it in, you know, my whole life. They definitely don't. If they have it, it they call it Taylor ham and it's wrong. Well, <laughs> like I said, like I said, nothing like a New York bacon, egg and cheese, boy. It doesn't matter. I mean, here in Pennsylvania, you can't get anything even remotely close to it. But the times where I do go into the office... I make an effort to get a bacon, egg, and cheese because it just tastes so delicious. There's it, something about that New York water. Maybe it's the, the smog in the air. It's Maybe the it's AIDS. all the pollution. The AIDS. <laughs> the AIDS they dump in the water. Whatever there. it is. <laughs> don't insult my New York like that. There's nothing, nothing like a bacon, egg, and cheese from New York City. Unless you get a pork roll, egg, and cheese from Newark. Listen. Now, you know what? I have not had that. So when, I'll, I will get back to you guys. When, you, the best pork roll, egg, and cheese I've ever had in my life bar none yeah came from that truck i told you in north right outside a car dealership by the airport this motherfucker was up on blocks like that truck didn't move this guy just reported to this truck on blocks every morning to feed people and man oh that was a good that's a good point actually oh because when i told that dude i wanted a pork roll egg and cheese yeah he said he doesn't have that he don't know what the fuck it is uh-huh so i went over to my guy uh we're, it was a construction gig we were doing right there by the truck mm-hmm. so i went over to my supervisor and he's like uh oh you got to get one of these pork roll egg and cheese and i'm like yo the guy just fucking told me he don't have pork roll. He doesn't know what pork <laughs> roll is. He goes, oh, you got to call it Taylor Ham. Oh. I said, man, they could eat a dick. Oh. I went over there. I ordered my Taylor Ham egg and cheese. <laughs> when this man handed it to me, I opened it up and I took a bite and I showed him. I said, this is fucking pork roll. Oh, my gosh. So from that day forward, that poor old man knew what a pork roll egg and oh cheese was. Oh, my goodness. Listen, I'm going to have to ask Samad to break the tie to find out which is better, bacon, egg and cheese or. All right, but I'm warning you, he's from North. Yeah, I understand that. I, I, just I mean, figured. that might uh, affect the outcome. We, we we gonna see. We will. We gonna see. Well, he'll be in soon. Yes. We'll get him on. We'll ask him right on the air. Yes. If we remember. <laughs> I, I mean, that that episode we got planned for him. I, I I'm gonna try to remember, but there's a lot of other questions I have to yeah, ask. Yeah, we are gonna be talking about so. other other types of pork. So <laughs> maybe it'll come up naturally. Y'all will see. Y'all will listen back to this and be like, oh, <laughs> watch. Oh gosh. Anyway, guys. Thank you for listening. Like I said, really appreciate you guys listening in. We appreciate your feedback. As Most always, you guys are so wonderful. Every week, 
I always hear somebody always comes back and tells us, you know, get commentary. Oh, which reminds me, I told, I said last week you were on one. I don't and feel like it. Yes, I you guess. were because so many it, people apparently. messaged me and they were like, <laughs> oh my God, Tommy was so high. Listen, y'all don't know what I live with. This is a modified, you guys get a modified version of him when we record. Yes, we don't, I come to think of it, we don't give a fuck if you shut us down. If we get canceled, we got other oh, stuff. Like geez. I have a fucking job. But you know what I'm saying? Even then, <laughs> even even on come to think of it, that's still a modified version of you. Sometimes. Because sometimes when we're just sitting around, you know, just talking shit, you just, it's mind blowing. I let it go. You do. I, yo. <laughs> I, that's because it's our personal conversations. Yes. I don't put things like that out to people. Like, I ain't fronting on y'all and I ain't lying to y'all. Yeah. What I say is what I feel yes. and how I act is how I am. But it's just more magnified when I'm out in public. <laughs> when I'm around the people that I trust, I just let it fucking fly. Yes. I don't care. He lets it loose. But last week, we, you were just, you were on a roll. On I mean, I guess a, I was. I don't know why. I don't, yes. I, I listened to it when I edited it. Yes. I don't I don't hear it. I don't hear what everybody else heard. One of our listeners said that you were giving uh, hints of your come to think of it behavior in that episode. <laughs> and you were. And uh, like I said, it was a couple of people that reached out and they were just like, wow, like this is nothing new, guys, for me. This is this. No, is nothing. not for you. Shit, you should be used to this. <laughs> Most people in my life are used to this. This is why there's so few of y'all in it. Oh, God. Because it, I'm, I'm hard to handle. Uh-huh. I will not uh, water it down for you. Yes. Not my opinion, not the facts. <gasps> I, I will tell you to your face you're fucking wrong. Oh, oh, yes, I know that. I'm not as bad as my little brother with that one. My little brother, it doesn't matter what you're talking about. He will get red in the face. He'll be like, well, you're wrong. Oh, my goodness. But then he'll tell you why you're wrong. And when you try to dispute it, you might get slapped in the face. You guys are so, you guys are so strong in your opinions. You guys are very, very strong in your opinions. My family has a very profound sense of justice. Oh, it's, it was just, it's very funny. It's its very funny to me. But uh, that was that was definitely a glimmer. And he does tone it down for this because I do ask that, you know, we try to keep it a little bit more even keeled. Yeah. Especially because we do talk about a lot of very serious things. And so when we're on serious topics, I like to keep it, you know. Um, Y'all don't understand how difficult that is. For yes, me. it is. Unless it's you listen to come to think of it. It's hard Maybe for him. you get an idea. It's hard for him. We we've had to stop before and like cut some parts out. Because... Yo, I don't. Yo, listen. Sometimes dead babies are fucking funny. I don't care. Who stop you it. Stop. Mm, we're not doing it. We're not going there. We're not going there. We're not going there. Behave yourself. Behave yourself. Thank you. I'm behaving. I'm just saying. I'm dead baby jokes. Behave. No. No. No dead baby jokes here. See what I'm saying? Behave the yourself. People in the world. Behave yourself. <laughs> behave yourself, hubsters. Behave. Behave. Nonetheless. <laughs> I laugh at any fucking thing. Oh, we know. I we, I know. <laughs> I know. I'm I'm that kid who you know. What do you think? Everything is a joke. Everything is a and joke. In the to back him. of my head, I'm like, fuck yes. No, he like, he will laugh at some of the most inappropriate things sometimes, and I'm just like, will you st- come on? Ah, I remember that time you fractured my eye. No, ah. stop it. It's not funny. It's the not fun- it's, it's, funny. It's not funny. It's not funny though. <laughs> Jeez, Louise. It's just sometimes. Anyway, so yes, it's like I was saying in certain episodes. You know, he does let it loose. Other times. We try to keep it serious because, you know, we're talking about serious things. But when we're just being, you know, free and having, you know, more comical conversations, it is what it is. And you're going to get all kinds of ass-eating jokes and other kinds of things from Tommy. It just is what it is. Was that shit we saw yesterday? Oh, my God. Which thing did Uh, we see yesterday? We saw a lot of things uh, yesterday. It says something like, uh, 
some of y'all out here eating pussy till they come. Oh. But I'm going to eat that ass until you're dookie. That was disgusting. That's the holy shit. That These was, motherfuckers going to have Jardia. That was nasty. I don't know why <laughs> anybody would want that. But you know what? You like it. I love it. When y'all going to get encephalitis? <sighs> I know that doesn't come from human assholes. I was about to say that doesn't come from that. But doesn't. okay. But man, Mm-mm. you'll know. You'll know what else comes from it. Mm-mm. I know people been licking Dookie for a while and all, oh, but then Dookie Christ. chips ain't good for you. Oh, Put that sandwich away. Oh, Go buy some real cake. <sighs> I'm telling you, yo, that is not lava cake filling. <gasps> yo. Y- y- you know what? I gotta go. I, no, <laughs> that's it I'm for this week. Thanks, guys. <laughs> I'm done. Thank you very much for being here. Come Thank back again. Thank you for listening to this episode. Please feel free to contact us. Don't contact me about his lava cake shit. He said what he said. I want no parts of that. I did not support it. I said no. I shut it down. Anyway, guys, we will see you in two weeks with a brand new episode. Absolutely. Uh, be sure to listen to this. Listen back to the human trafficking episode. Yeah, be sure to take all the tips that we offer to you guys and use them because we need to protect your children protect your children at all costs that's all i got all right y'all see you next time coffee cream and convo is hosted by heidi and tommy brown email us at coffee cream and convo at yahoo.com with any questions comments or suggestions join us at coffee cream and convo on instagram or dead savage on facebook be sure to visit us on our website at deadsavageproductions.com. Coffee Cream and Combo is a Dead Savage production. Outro by Brie. Bye!